Hello, and welcome to MacCast, a podcast from the Department of Media and Communication at St. John Fisher College. I'm Dr. Lauren Vicker, and today on the podcast, we're going to be meeting a media management student who has already interned with a professional sports team. But first, let's find out what happened this week in the Department of Media and Communication. The Prima Group has gotten to work planning and rebranding the Gildas Cup event for next semester. They are also in the process of designing a new website website for the Century Club of Rochester, as well as running their social media marketing. Students in the interviewing class completed their TV studio interviews last week. Among the guests were international musician Mike James, student athletes James Felice and Genevieve Paglo, and Dr. Wendy Sierra of the DCT and English departments. Senior Corey Halloran has been named as a new host for Thursday night on Jazz 90.1. Corey has been a Sunday morning DJ ever since his internship under Kam alum and adjunct professor Rob Linton, the general manager of the station. We'll be talking more today about the Seward Scholarship after the interview, so stay with us. Fisher's newspaper, The Cardinal Courier, is currently seeking new sports and lifestyle writers. The Courier is also looking to expand its design and advertising departments. If you are an interested student, please email Courtney Hopt at chopt at sjfc.edu or stop by the Cardinal Courier office in Basel 014. The Prima Group is an award-winning student-run marketing and advertising agency that offers services in the communications field, such as public relations, advertising, and marketing. Prima works with businesses and clients from all over Rochester, some of which have included Gilda's Club Rochester, Water for South Sudan, and American Red Cross. There are opportunities for students interested in PR, marketing, social media, or creative services, like graphic design and photography. We meet every Thursday at 1230, located in Basel 208, and welcome any students who are interested in joining or visiting us. If you can't make that meeting time, our new office is located next to the Cardinal Courier, located off the Cyber Cafe in Basel. To see what we've been up to, follow us on Twitter, at The Prima Group. Hi, and welcome back to MacCast. We're joined today by Gianna Sarkis, a junior media management major who has already done an internship and has kept herself so busy. We're happy you've had the time to come and talk to us today. Thank you for having me today. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, well, could you tell us a little bit about your background? Are you from Rochester? Yes, I grew up in Rochester. I've lived here my whole life, and I actually can't imagine myself not being here. <laughs> and where did you go to high school? I went to Churchill, Chile. Okay, and did you know when you were in high school that you wanted to go into communications? Not at all. I thought I was going to be a lawyer working in the international relations field, trying to get into the UN, work overseas, helping in need countries. And then I took a couple pre-law courses in college and I had a hissy fit and <laughs> moved to the communications department. Now, you actually didn't start out at St. John Fisher College, correct? No, no I didn't. I was at Lemoyne College for my freshman year. Mm -hmm. I transferred here my sophomore year and... Lemoyne was a good school, just not the best experience I had. Their comm department didn't feel as established as Fisher's, and I was happy to come here and join and make new friends and meet really great professors. So when you were thinking about transferring, how did you decide 
to come to Fisher? I decided to come to Fisher. I honestly just looked up schools in the area with MAC departments, and then I looked at their alumni page. Oh. So I wanted to see like where the alumni went for careers after and how successful they were. And Fisher's kids seemed to be the most successful after all of them, and I was like, that's where I need to go, and that's where I need to be. So that's how I made my decision to come here. Well, that's great to hear. And we do have a great alumni network, and we're going to be having some of those people featured on on future episodes of the podcast. So when you came to Fisher and you knew you wanted communications, how did you decide on media management? I was honestly a communications major just to start off with the marketing minor. And I was sitting down one day and I'm like, why am I stressing myself out with trying to complete a minor when I can be a media management major? Because everything's just combined into one. And... I just did that overall and just switched over to the media management because I was interested in a career in PR, okay. that too. So so once you decided you didn't want to go to law school, you thought public relations sounded like a good yeah, it sounded Yeah, it sounded interesting. I took an intro to PR class with uh, Professor Rosal and she mm-hmm. made it sound very interesting and I did more research on it and I was like, that's what I want to do. Okay, so at the end of your sophomore year... Uh, You came to me and told me that you had found an internship for the summer. And I said, well, technically you have to be a junior, but you're finishing your sophomore year, so I guess you're eligible. And tell us a little bit about how you found an internship so so early in your college career. So early. Um, I have to actually give thanks to my dad for it. He was driving home from work one night and called me and goes, the Rochester Vinyls are under a new ownership. And I'm just like, Dad, I don't understand. I go, yeah, I know. I saw in the DNC, and he's like, they're looking for interns. They're looking for employees. Apply tonight. And I was like, but Dad, I have a final tomorrow morning. And he's like, don't care. Apply tonight. So I applied, and within the week, I got a call from their internship coordinator, Colleen Brown. Love her. She's great. And they set me up in their marketing and promotions department at first, but I told them I was interested in a PR field. And they set me up with a Fisher alum, Casey Nucci. She was in the sports management department. And she taught me everything she knew about PR and sports, and I absolutely loved it. So you spent the summer working with the Rhinos, essentially. Yes, I did. were you working only during games, or did you have other times where you were involved in the office? I went into the office at least three to four times a week for game prep. So we had to write um, press releases. If there was a special event going for each game, we had to invite the media to each game. If there was something special with the USL, which is the United Soccer League, if they were going to be in town to watch over our games, we had to make sure that everyone knew in Rochester. So it was really interesting to see like this whole different side of PR I never saw before because I've only been exposed to the agency side through Prima, the classes I've taken with Professor Rosal. Okay, and we'll talk about your involvement in Prima in a little bit, but was there a particular interest in the Rhinos and and soccer uh, for you? I played soccer since I could walk, so I've always loved it. The Rhinos, I grew up going to the games. They were always a special part of my life, so when the internship came up, I had to take the opportunity to do it. It's always been there for me. They've always been like an outlet just to go have fun, and now to have fun and work at the same time, it was just a great experience to have. Yeah, so tell us what um, the work environment was like during the games. It was hectic. 
I'm running up and down from the press box to the sidelines with the coaches, going from one place to another, taking pictures. I always had my bosses texting me that they needed this picture, they needed this person interviewed. I had the owners calling me saying they wanted this, this, and that for the website. And it was, the game days were probably the most fun, but the craziest, the craziest part of it, it wasn't, you couldn't sit down and relax for a moment. And when they asked you for pictures, what was that for? Was that social media, website? What what kind of things were you doing? It was for everything. So mainly social media. They really prioritized Twitter and Instagram and Facebook as well. But Twitter and Instagram, the top two. I would immediately take a picture. I'd be right on the field with the players during warm-up and right next to them, taking in-action shots of them passing the ball around or jogging, making gifts on the spot, which was really cool, and posting them to Twitter so the fans could see if they were at the game what was happening now. And I would do the same during games too, but I couldn't be on the field because it's against regulation. But I was on the sideline doing, taking pictures of, sometimes capturing game-winning goals. It was so cool. But pictures of fans to put on our like Facebook to show like we love our fans and on the website to really attract people to come to our games and show that we're we're rebranding ourselves to the community. I mean, it sounds like you had responsibility for a lot of things that are part of the whole public relations function of a sports team and especially game day. Was this something you already knew how to do when you got there? Some stuff I did know how to do like writing a press release and using just social media to gain outreach. But other stuff, I didn't know how to write a game recap. I didn't know how to write a game preview. I didn't know a lot of stuff, but they taught me everything. And I could take that to other internships and other job opportunities and say, I can do this. And what was really cool is I learned how to make a media kit but not like one I've made before. It was a sports-related one. So I had to put rosters in there, pronunciation guides, standings. I had to update it every week for every game, send one to the away team or where we would be, they would be hosting us. It was really interesting to see that and be a part of it. So I know people come in and they know something about social media, but doing it on that level has got to be very different, say, than managing your own Twitter. So you've got to be the voice of the organization. Yes, I do have to be the voice of the organization. And um, people started noticing the difference between if I was tweeting and the other intern was tweeting or my boss was tweeting because we all have our own unique voice. And I really love to emphasize emojis, and so does my boss, so people can never tell the difference between us <laughs> on there. But if the other intern was tweeting, you could tell the difference between the, the two of us. And everyone just, it was nice to see is like when you're on your phone and live, like tweeting live, and then you see all these retweets come in on like something funny you said or a cool gif you made you feel like, wow, I did it. Like, you feel very proud of yourself, and it's it's a really cool experience. Absolutely, in addition to some great things for your professional yeah. portfolio. So that, that part is really nice. It probably didn't hurt that the Rhinos had a great season. Oh, no, it didn't. Their <laughs> season was amazing. So I officially was waiting for your portfolio and paper in the middle of August, but you had probably the longest internship of any of our summer interns. <gasps> it, yeah. it did. I started in the beginning of April. And I ended in the mid of October, which was crazy, but we kept playing. We were 2015 champions for the conference. No, overall champions, my bad. And we 
they wanted to clench that title again this year and get another star on their banner, and they kept going and going and going until they just could not go anymore. It was just great to be a part of that. Yeah, very exciting. So were you able to um, do any networking with people either within the Rhinos organization or outside of? I networked with everyone in the organization themselves, um, connected with all of them on LinkedIn, really created a good bond with them, try to keep in contact with them now. So if I do need a job in the future or I do need a good reference, they can I can rely on them. I also connected with um, the VP of communications, I think it was, at the USL. But he, we connected on Twitter and LinkedIn, but he posted a LinkedIn update a couple months ago saying he was no longer with the USL <laughs> after he offered me an internship for the following summer. But now he's with the MBA doing business analytics. I think he's head of business analytics, if I'm correct, which is very cool because now I have a connection over at the MBA if I want to go that route. Absolutely. So you've you've already made a, lot, a few contacts for yeah. the future, which is pretty is pretty neat to hear. What do you think is the secret of being a successful intern? The secret is your personality, especially in the communications, especially PR. If you're not open to trying new things and trying and being personable to people and talking to people, no one's going to, you're not going to succeed in my opinion. You're not going to go further than most. You might not be the best writer. You might not be the quickest on your feet to think of a clever tweet. But if you have a good personality and you put yourself out there and try new things, it will make you go further in your internship and get more opportunities. So did you think that you were able to do more than some of the other interns because of this? Yes. I um, really asserted myself to, because you have us do a writing requirement, I really asserted myself to get that writing requirement done. And then they like to see that I'm assertive and I want and I like I kept grabbing for more to let's say that I kept grabbing for more and they just put me on more tasks they could see they could trust me that I was reliable and they just kept assigning me tasks with a little more responsibility and all their interns were were throwing t-shirts for game day promotions and escorting the rhino around while I was talking to media and interviewing players and coaches so I felt like I had more responsibility that's, that is pretty neat. Were you able to uh, make any suggestions of things that we always tell our interns, like show initiative? So other than putting yourself out there, were you able um, to... The birthday packages. Uh-huh. We were rebranding our website with the new owners, and I just said, this has to go. It's been here since <laughs> I was 10 years old. We have to think of a new one. So I actually created a birthday package with three different tiers based off of other sports teams within our league and compacted into our own and presented it to the owners and said here this is this is that and if you like it we can go with it and they're like figure out pricing and we'll put it on the website next year for our following season and so hopefully we implemented in the 2016 to 7 2017 18 season very exciting that's that is pretty neat so now that you've completed that internship another opportunity sort of came along Yes, I applied for a part-time job doing game night events, promotions, and dabbling in a little PR with the Rochester Americans hockey team. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited to start that. I started it last week, was my first week, and so far it's been a great experience. What kind of things will you be doing with the Amherst? I will be doing, I'm like low man on the totem pole there, but (laughs) I'll be doing 
uh, giveaways and interacting with guests, doing meet and greets with the players after with the children. Just um, stuff I did with the Rhinos, but a little less, I have to Mm -hmm. say. There's so many um, escorting the moose around for meet and greets. (laughs) That's another thing. (laughs) All right. So you get it, but you got your foot in the door in another sports organization. So that part is pretty cool. So you are a full-time student, and we should mention that you are also a student athlete. Yes. You've been playing um, soccer here at Fisher. Yes, I have been. And so how do you fit that into a pretty busy schedule? I don't know. <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't pulled my hair out yet. It's stressful. So I play JV soccer here, and it's still a very large commitment. You are a part of a team. You have to show up to practices. You have to be at games. Even though it's a shorter schedule than the regular league, it's still like you have to dedicate yourself to a team, and you have to... But you still have to balance your schoolwork off of that. If your grades start slipping, your coaches see you're not going to play. If you don't, if you have an internship, but you're prioritizing soccer over still an internship is considered school, they're going to be upset with you. So you really have to find your balance with everything and create a good schedule and try not to pull your hair out in the end. (laughs) And the coaches do actually keep track of your grades. They do. They really do. So, Even at the JV level, they really? keep track. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's what we like about Division Three sports here at Fisher. Um, and in addition to your classes, you're also involved in the Prima Group, which is our sponsor yes. this week. So tell us a little bit about what you've been doing with them. Um, this year, um, last year, I was a public relations specialist. And this year, I have taken the role on of account executive for the Gildas Club, which we are rebranding right now in the process of for the Gildas Cup. We are hopefully trying to go off of a Willy Wonka theme since Gene Wilder just passed away, a little ode to him this year. And we're really just putting ideas together and everything. If you'd like to join the Prima Group, just get in contact with me or us on Twitter. And maybe you could just talk briefly about Gilda's Cup for people who aren't familiar with what yes. you do. The Gilda's Cup is an improv event. We host it here for Gilda's Club of Rochester. It's our fourth one this year. We will be, like I said, doing the Willy Wonka theme, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Is it in April also? It is in April. Mm-hmm. We'll be hosting on April Fool's again this year. On, oh. So a little laugh. Um, we'll host collegiate teams here. Um, our judges are local celebrities. Um, it's really fun, um, interactive. Audience gets to interact with the um, teams competing. It's really fun. We raise money for the... We have a goal to raise $4,000 this year for Gildas Club. Hopefully we'll meet it. And just we'll keep you up to date on it. That's great. And that's probably the biggest event that Prima organizes. Yes, it is. So you have a it's lot all of, hands on deck. <laughs> so you have a lot of responsibility. Yes, I so, do. Yes. So taking all of this together and... I, as I mentioned, you're a junior, so you're still going to have another yeah. year here at Fisher, which is great for us to have some of our great students around a little bit longer. But um, what do you see yourself doing in the future? What are your future plans? Like, what, Do you know what you're going to do next summer? And then do you have a plan for after graduation? Next summer, I'm hopefully sticking with the Rhinos and doing sideline reporting. It will be a paid position, crossing my fingers. And I will be working with the team hands-on doing... Um, pre-game interviews, post-game interviews, still working with the PR team, full hands on deck, but I'll be the face during the live stream when we interview our coaches and interview our players before they go on and off at halftime. 
basically I'll be all over the United States world because it's on YouTube. But and then I after I graduate, I really hope to get involved with a either minor league or major league sports team just to get my foot in the door in the public relations department. Even though I already have my foot in the door, mm-hmm. maybe somewhere out of state, mm-hmm. try a different one, go down south, maybe out west, get a new experience under my belt. Absolutely. So you sports PR is kind of where you're headed yeah. right now. So that's terrific. And we do have a lot of alums who've got some pretty high profile jobs. We've got people with, with NASCAR and with the mm-hmm. Atlanta Falcons and the Women's Tennis Association, the Tennis Channel, yeah. the Golf Channel. So yeah, so there's some great opportunities there out is, there. We'll there get is. you networking with them. So is there anything else you wanted to add maybe that I didn't ask you about uh, in terms of maybe advice you would have for other students? who are interested in doing what you're doing? The advice I have to them is don't be afraid just to hop online and search sports internships. General as it can be, then specify the sports, like go to hockey, soccer, football, and just apply because you don't know what you'll get in the end. Like I didn't think I was going to be part of the Rhinos organization, and then... I was. I didn't think I was a part of the Amex organization, and then I was. If you don't put yourself out there, you're not going to get the opportunities. So either just dive in head first or don't dive in at all. That's great. Well, thank you so much, Gianna Sarkis, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And now, let's hear what's coming up in the Department of Media and Communication. The Rochester Media Association will be sponsoring a workshop on Media Analytics Fundamentals on Wednesday, October 26th at 6.30 p.m. in Wegmans Nursing 100. The featured speaker will include our own Dr. Ronan Shea, along with Len Lacara from the Democrat and Chronicle. This event is free to students, but they must pre-register at rochestermediaassociation.com. James Deasy is producing a new sports show for Cardinal Television called Up to Speed, which begins taping this week. See James or stop by the CTV office to get involved. We're excited to announce that the first James E. Seward Scholarship will be awarded to one student within the Department of Media and Communication this semester. The award is named for Professor Emeritus Dr. Jim Seward in honor of his 41 years of college teaching, including almost three decades at Fisher. The student who receives this award will have $1,000 taken off his or her spring bill. The recipient will be chosen based on a number of criteria, including your choice of a previous writing sample and up to two portfolio pieces. An email was sent to all media and communication majors with details about the application process. The deadline to apply is 12 noon on Thursday, November 17th. If you still need more information, please see Dr. Vicker or Professor Sarakin. Thank you for joining us on this episode of MacCast. MacCast is a production of the Department of Media and Communication at St. John Fisher College. Ed Vivenzio is our audio engineer. Cecil Felton is executive producer. And I'm Lauren Vicker. We'll see you next week on MacCast.